0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Debrief, Episode Two. I'm Airman Jance, and as always, I'm joined by the 97th Air Mobility Wing Command Team, Colonel Blaine Baker, and Chief Cesar Flores. Uh, and we have a special guest on this second episode of the podcast senior airman, Scotty Shoemaker. Uh, he does know. He's he's on this podcast today. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he has to be here. He got called out last time. We called him out, didn't we, Chief? We did. sure did.
0: Yeah, but gentlemen, thank you again. We made it through episode one. We're on episode two. Uh, I'd like to start off today. Uh,
1: how are you guys doing? Fantastic. I mean, we've uh, had a chance to you know, get out there, be with our team. We've been our team has been just flying the socks off of the flight line and really pushing it on the mission side. So like we always say, from the chow line to the firing line to the flight line, everybody has been getting after it in a major way. And that's awesome. So uh, no time to waste. To did deliver we, we have
2: a record-breaking week last week, We did. Week, sir?
1: 139 sorties. So we went back mm-hmm. and looked at the last five years, and the last five years have been really busy. Probably busiest in Altus history, even though we've always been busy, but... Yeah, 139 sorties is far and away a record. So we're really proud of the team, but it's not just because we did 139 sorties. We graduated 48 air crew members, which is a big number, okay. and it's about delivering air power for America. So that's what we're getting after. It was awesome. That's great. It was a good week. And you had a good week. You're doing some executive development. Yeah, I went to this leading strategic recourse
2: in Colorado Springs. The weather was phenomenal. Got to go hike at least once, and now happy to be back. Uh, spent the weekend in Fort Worth, Texas, uh, my hometown, and got some good feedback. This this show has permeated down there already, and uh, of course, the same me and the boss talk about the same four people. Give us great feedback no matter what. But mm-hmm. I have a best friend. His name's Edgar. He said, "Hey, I listened to the podcast. It's actually really good, <laughs> and I appreciate that because he would have told me if it, if it stunk or not." So, uh, shout out <laughs> Edgar. Shout out to Edgar. Shout, shout
1: out. You, but you got to tell what the real highlight of your week in weekend was. Oh no, he sir, hasn't said, said it yet. You got to say it.
2: I finally went to the dark side and bought a Tesla. Yeah, you I a Tesla, yeah, you got a oh, Tesla. Model Three, and it's everything about? that I thought so and more. Yeah.
0: Is, is that the dark side though? Like, come on. Compared to the previous? well, he's moved
1: away from he's moved away from combustion. Yeah. <laughs> so he and combustion, they had a bit of a falling out. So you're, yes. you're in the EV side. EV you seem side. Happy. You seem very happy. Oh, I'm very
2: happy. My son, Giovanni, uh, he he's a combustion kind of person. Mm-hmm. And he despised my Tesla, but he rode back with me this weekend. He recently uh-huh. moved out, but he rode back with me this weekend. And uh, by the time we got back to Altus proper, he was a believer. He said, Okay, Dad, I, I got to admit, I, I really like this Tesla. Uh, yeah. I changed my mind completely. So yeah. take that.
1: We, combustion <laughs> absolutely we gotta we gotta see where uh where are where are you where the young ones among us uh like uh, scotty shoemaker here are on this whole combustion ev thing and maybe what you had going on this weekend oh my weekend was excellent and i'm doing excellent
3: yep i got to connect with the old friend this weekend somebody who i haven't talked to in a while went out to Lawton, just hung out got some lunch just got to reconnect and Something that I needed, something that they needed, right? Just to kind of get some perspective from each other. And I think we left that uh, with some much needed perspective.
1: Nice. Did so. you see any Teslas while you're out there, though?
3: No, but my, uh, my boss has one. So I see it every, every Monday <laughs> oh, <nice>. Friday. <laughs> my boss does, so too. We're yeah. mm. <laughs> about to start <laughs> announcing
2: this car club. Yeah, clearly. Tesla, so. the
0: Tesla mm-hmm. club. <laughs>
2: That's
3: great. What do you drive, Scotty? I drive an Elantra. Oh, nice. I'm more on the economic side,
2: especially with gas
1: going up right now. (laughs) I'll get there one day though. Yeah. This, this, this will lead you. These, these gas hikes will lead you to, to really ponder your decisions for now. Chief, you're, you're sitting, you're sitting pretty good, good choice.
0: Perfect timing too. (laughs) Excellent, (laughs) Yeah. But, uh, Hey, there was a reason we brought on Airman shoemaker. Um, and one, one, one of those reasons is you recently were awarded Airman of the Year on Altus Air Force Base. Uh, I'd love to get, um, you know, both both the command teams and your perspective on, you know, why do you believe you got it? And then your guys' perspective, you know, why why
1: was he deserving of the award? Yeah. Well, you first, what do you think? Congratulations again, yeah, buddy. Thank you. So it's a big deal. Well, First things first,
3: I got to acknowledge the external factors, right? Got to come from a place of gratitude first. And I got to just be grateful for the people that I have around me, right? That goes leadership, that goes friends, that goes mentors, even to my teammates, right? To my troops. Um, I got to be thankful for landing here, right? Being in the job I had, being at the, uh, this base right here. A lot of things had to go right. For me to get that award right or even get put up for that award so i mean it's all about the people that are around you that help you and develop you to get to that place and i gotta acknowledge that first just to come from a a sentiment of gratefulness and then uh looking inside just that drive right and just uh all starts with a mindset and all starts with perspective right and i was raised instilled with values to I always apply myself to always reach for the moon, right? And, um, so anything specific
0: you want to know besides that? Uh, you know, I, I was gonna get into this later, but uh, I'd love because there's a lot of threads you yeah. could pull. I'm just yeah. not mm-hmm. sure which one. Well, do you here, let, on. let's go back to uh, we kind of gave our origin stories mm-hmm. last episode. Uh, one thing I wanted to get from you is when did you join and why did you join?
3: Okay. I joined in 2017. Right. And there really, I wasn't too sure what I was going to do, what my options were back home. Right. So I got introduced to the air force around the time I was a sophomore in high school. My uncle, he was in the air force and he's retired. He's a by Lackland by Randolph right now. And my mom brought the idea to me and, I was completely against it at first, but I, I just had no idea what the military was like. It just seemed like a, like a crazy idea. Why would, I, why would I even consider that? But, um, you know, I came down for a family trip. I went down to Randolph to see my uncle and I was kind of wrong. He showed me the base, uh, went to the gym, went to the fact just went around, and uh, you could see that there was a community here, right? And the gym was brand new, brand new, uh, remodeled. Great facility. The D was also remodeled. So it was a lot of nice uh nice facilities and then just the lifestyle looked looked like something that might uh spark my attention. And then I went to his house, you know, house paid off, cars paid off, right? Had a nice uh nice career and that's what it did for him. And then I saw his his room in his house. He had a room in there full of his decorations, like a heritage room. And I kinda felt Kind of felt connected to that. Right. Like it's nice to leave somewhere and like have a have a career and leave there with something and with recognition. So that kind of that kind of spun me up and put the Air Force in my mind. And then just getting back to high school, just not too sure what what road to take, what path to take. Like college, like how, like did I want to get into any student loan debt? Did I want to go from a community college to a university? right? just wasn't too too sure. And then, of course, I was interested in flying, but that also takes money. So I realized that the Air Force is probably my best bet. It's probably where most or all the opportunity would lie. So I decided to make that move.
2: Okay. That's awesome. Well, I yeah. can say, for, as the command chief, as one of the keepers of the awards, uh, his 1206, his awards write-up uh, every single bullet under leadership was truly leadership uh, that would have rivaled other non-commissioned officer total sixes he would have been competitive in an nco category in addition to doing honor guard and going to school and doing all these other mm-hmm. things bio or, bi, bio ha, what was the what was the uh, air force level award that you won that was it was because because it was kind of hidden in there
3: it's yeah, it's for my career field. Yeah, bioenvironmental engineer. Yes. Airman of the Year. He
2: was That's the right. Airman of the Year for that, and it was just kind of thrown in there, like, oh, by the way, I'm also this thing. So yeah. uh, it was, and then when you meet him, you you see like such a humble young man, such a talented person, um, but you see so much greatness on this other side. It was, it was quite impressive to, to see that. That it really, to me as a Comanche, that the optic matches the write up. That's always so important that, that those two things mesh. Yeah, the
1: performance in person matches the the write-up and what goes up. I I agree. The other way, I think you can tell, you know, and Chief and I see this all the time, you know when it's the right airman by the way that the airman's peers and supervision react. And so when you get the right airman out front and recognize them, and it was deafening for the annual award ceremony from the med group when he came up to be recognized. It was deafening. There was... Lots of people that were on their feet clapping because they're proud of him. And it tells you that that person is doing the right thing by their team. I think when we look at these annual awards, and we, we talk about this a lot in the Air Force, and we have a couple of things in different venues where Chief and I look at some of the accolades that the wing overall has received and earned. They're earned. But what I always like to say about it is it's really that the accolades are one thing, but it's all of the work that's gone into it. It's what's happened underneath to make that happen. It's the airmen that you've grown, the teammates that you've served, the excellence that you bring to the fight, the inspired, proficient, adaptive mindset that we talk about all the time here. And like Chief said, it's really clear. It's evident when, when it's the right person because you, you started that by saying that the person matches the record and matches the write-up. And then I add that the way your teammates react says it all. And we see that in all the venues that we go in. So it's pretty cool, pretty impressive to watch that. And he's um, also part of the
2: 4.30, 5 a.m. gym club in the morning. <laughs> We're far and few, but he's there every morning getting after it. And not just that, he's also he also gravitates to other uh, young airmen that are trying to get into fitness. And uh, you will never see that in a write-up, but he's pouring into other folks that are a couple years younger than him. Uh, maybe even older, but they look up to him uh, because of the way he carries himself. He's by example, so uh, we call we call folks like Scotty uh, household names mm-hmm. around the wing, and it was evident. Uh, but again, I think his response and how his folks respond is we got it right.
1: Yeah, I agree. What what drives you to get up? What what's your gym motivation, Air Shoemaker? What do you what gets you out there that early in the morning in the land of the command chief here <laughs> with, the, with the early birds in the gym? What is it?
3: Uh, I would say there's a few things. One of them is you gotta challenge the mind or the body so your mind knows how to react to it and can face those challenges as well. Another thing is you gotta just work on yourself, right? And that's one way I can develop myself to be better. So by challenging myself and then, also I wanna like what I see in the mirror, right? Like I wanna uh, also feel good so I can project that type of energy out into the open, right? Feel good about myself. And if I get out early in the morning, I know I can set myself out to have a good day. It yeah. all start, It all starts with having that good morning. That's like book.
1: the. That's like the make your bed. That, that's, that's Admiral, Admiral McRaven, that, yeah, I thought yeah, that McRaven. immediately. Admiral that's his. Instead yeah. of instead of just making his bed, he goes and makes the gym's bed. Apparently. <laughs> oh. <Yeah. laughs> you can make a lot of beds in the time that you get in between the time <laughs> that you get to the gym and then mm-hmm. the time that most people wake mm-hmm. up. But but that's mm-hmm. that's fantastic to hear. I feel like you're having a little mini debrief with yourself every day. About how you get better, we, I, we, we talked about that in the first podcast. That's funny
3: you mentioned that, because I actually do. Because at the end of every day, I journal. And I kind of do a debrief for myself. I just put my day up for review, and I just kind of have an interrogation with myself. What did I do right? What can I work on? How did I perform in this area?
1: This sounds familiar. I know somebody who does this. Do you know anybody who does this, Chief?
2: Oh, gosh. Name <laughs> Chief Flores? Yes. Oh, no, Really? I do. Yeah, I do. I do mine in the morning. I I, uh, get up at four and while I listen to the news, I journal a little bit Mm -hmm. and then I read uh, some devotionals every day. And Then at the end of the day, I ask myself, did I actually deliver on my journal? So I do gratitude. And then uh, how will I be intentional with it? Mm -hmm. And then at the end of the day, did I deliver on that intention or not? But I had nowhere near, (laughs) how old are you? 23. I had nowhere near that discipline at 23. So I could only imagine what I would have been at this, at this stage. So uh, kudos to you, young man. Kudos. Yeah. Thank you.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's really the spirit of this whole debrief thing. That's yeah. what, what, what we talked about at the beginning, what happened, why it happened and how do you get better? I think y'all's you know, journal experience with that's mm-hmm. a little bit of capturing that almost in these, these micro debriefs Absolutely. every day, which is a really cool concept.
0: And I wanted to ask, you know, you we just asked what motivates you to go to the gym? every morning but you know what is your motivation every day to just succeed and to go to work and and just your entire life as a whole what what is your motivation in life
3: that's a good question uh i'll start the external first um my family right they're all looking up to me and i can't let my parents down can't let my grandparents down right every time I kind of catch myself on the saddle know, I think about like, what would my family think about this, right? Who am I letting down? And when you, you kind of put that kind of pressure on you got to perform. And then another thing is when I get to the end of my life, I don't want to leave any untapped potential there, right? I want to squeeze out every ounce that I have and see what I can really do in this life. Right. and I listen to David Goggins a lot, and he kind of talks about that as well uh, in his uh, speeches and his books. But it's true, right? I don't want to get to the get to that in my life and think, what could I have done, right? What opportunities did not take? So, and uh, one of my favorite movies is A Bronx Tale. I'm not sure if you've seen it. Actually, did we talk about this? I think we, might, we did talk. About we might, might talked about this. Bernard said that. Robert De Niro. He's Robert the bus driver. Mm-hmm. He tells his son. He says. The worst thing, or the saddest thing in life, is wasted talent. Mm. So I want to use all my gifts and all my potential and see if I can make an impact. What can I do?
1: Yeah, that, that's fantastic. That's Chief and I talk about this heart of the lion concept that Major General Will's actually floated to us during one of the one of the engagements he was having with the wing commanders. And I think there is absolutely something to be said about leaving it all on the field, whatever it is you're doing. And it's that that concept of, you know, we call it go for broke in, yep. in this job. But it's, a, what do you call it, go for broke, leave it all on the field. or Big Air Force calls it excellence in all we do. Excellence in all we do, <laughs> yeah. absolutely. Mm-hmm. And it's important to think about that, fly, fight, and win. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think that's what it's going to take to win, to really win. And that's what we need our airmen prepared to do. And I think part of what you're doing is mm-hmm. you're, you're lifting the rest of your team up with this with this idea. And there's, of course, there's a component of, of your personal growth behind it. Mm-hmm. But I think the more important part is the value that it has for your team. And I don't know if you've thought about it through, through that lens yet, but, mm-hmm. but when you, as you continue to serve in our air force and as you get more responsibility and your breadth of leadership expands, you're going to find that, this fulfillment, these fulfillments that you get in your personal growth are going to be even more amplified through your team's growth. And that's the really special thing. Mm-hmm. That's that's the essence of of team leadership and the coaching component of what it is we have the privilege of doing.
2: Did, so. did you play any sports in high school or Basketball. Okay, Mm -hmm. so you learned that early. So I I gotta ask because I know we've talked a little bit of uh, because some of your future potential plans uh, where you want to go. Obviously, you're very talented, uh, but it also we we have to make sure that we're doing our part uh, to cultivate that talent. Uh, Tell us about your first supervisor and maybe how instrumental he might uh, have been or may not have been to show Mm -hmm. you how things are done. My first supervisor,
3: he was only my supervisor for. About three, three, four months, but very sharp, very sharp. But he definitely taught me a lot, but I would have to give more credit to my next supervisor, the one I spent more time with. And that's somebody who got to know me and really understand my personality and my just style of learning and style of work. And he was a little bit more hands off with me, hands on where he needed to be, but hands off where he knew I got it where he knew I was a competent at. So I have to give a lot of credit to that person. They empowered me in certain situations and then gave me some uh, more mentorship where I needed in other areas. You want to give a shout out? (laughs) Sergeant Brian Rupert. Nice. Actually, I shouted him out uh, one time before at ALS. Nice. uh, Yeah, he he did a lot for my growth, and I'm forever grateful for that.
1: Yeah, I think the idea that somebody may be out there listening, and it puts that that inspiration back to them. And that's that'll keep him reinforcing those great behaviors that he that he clearly has and the mark that he left. And that's mm-hmm. the kind of stuff that, that keeps us going, for sure. It's pretty incredible, great story.
2: You bring up something that's near and dear to, to our hearts that we all, we're always trying to balance. And recently I learned it's actually a polarity. Uh, things that you can never completely solve, but uh, you can only really leverage one side or the other. Mm-hmm. Control versus empowerment. Mm-hmm. How would you say we, we should best leverage that with young airmen to keep them feeling like we're giving them leadership opportunities, but also to uh, make sure that uh, they fail, we we go along right with them and not set them up for failure?
3: That's a good question. Um, it's really getting to know your people, right, and just seeing where their strengths lie. If You can understand where their strong suits are. You got to keep putting them in positions to so where they can succeed. Right, don't put them in areas where they need to work on right away. Right, kind of have private sessions with them to work on those and get those things sharpened up. But put them in positions where they're already strong at, it. and keep building on those strengths while trying to also work on those weaknesses. But really, let them thrive in their strengths, and then teach them, teach them where they can uh, improve at.
1: Yeah, I think I think you're hitting on. I, I, I love this thread and I'm turning it just slightly in a different direction, but we, we had some sports analogies, but there's a coaching component to this. And you think about how coaches move their teams and move their players. Coaches don't throw their, they'll throw their players out on a team unprepared. They, they log the reps and practice and they figure out who's got the strengths and weaknesses. And then they put the, ultimately they're trying to get the right player on the right field at the right time. And I love the coaching idea. I, I think that we could learn a lot from that concept mm-hmm. i, I we, we we lean on that as as leaders in our in our air force but the the other part about coaching is you know coaches are tough they don't they don't always they don't go the easy route they're gonna yeah. they're gonna they know how to do exactly what you said which is push that player enough to where they're growing but they have the basic preparations necessary to be successful um and and sometimes we confuse and this will get into your 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 vegetables and milkshakes discussion i'd love to hear you pull this thread so so our good airman shoemaker can hear this but it's not about taking the easy path and being easy on people coaches push hard and they push their team sometimes right up to that limit and they good coaches know where that limit is and that's where you
3: see that potential where it lies at bingo
1: bingo absolutely
2: i think you heard me say this before, sir. Uh, sometimes people are mistaking a coach with being a cheerleader. Mm-hmm. Uh, supervisors are just folks that advocate at all costs because they think uh, this is what a good supervisor does versus a coach where they hold people accountable, but they're also compassionate versus
1: mm-hmm. advocate at all costs. Or or <sighs> try to make it easy on their teammates at all costs. And it's not always about being easy. There's things that we should do to, that's just good, solid, taking care of our airmen, absolutely. Mm-hmm. But sometimes it's not the easy answer. Sometimes it's growth through challenging situations and holding them accountable and holding a very high standard. And when you think about coaches, boy, you know, good coaches on on the field hold an incredibly high standard and they hold and maintain accountability, too. And guess what else they give? Feedback, usually pretty immediate. And sometimes it's a little sharp elbow, but it's the feedback that's needed to drive that grit in the team and a grit in the player. And every player is a little bit different to your point. And I think full circle on this is like Shoemaker said, I mean, Shoemaker said is knowing that person and knowing a little bit about who that teammate is and, and what they need in their growth. And that's, that's the part Chief and I spend a lot of time talking about is how do we, how do we figure that out? How do you figure out what makes that airman tick?
3: Yeah, taking an individualized approach to each person. Yep. That's something I learned early on. Yes, sir.
1: Yeah, and we we said in the very first one, and I think, too, so when you're in chief's position one day or my position one day or who, wherever you're at in your le- leadership journey is also letting them get to know a little bit about you, too. They need that connection, too, that's so true. they understand yeah. who this person is that's asking them to do these things.
2: Yes. So – it's funny because when we started this podcast, it's really to get get to know Airman Shoemaker more. But it to me, it's almost like the value of a coach coach approach mm-hmm. uh, to leadership. Would you say you've had more coaches uh, than cheerleaders uh, in the short time you've been in so far?
3: Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Each uh, you told me to shout out my a supervisor, but really, I owe my whole team. a thank you. Each person has been in that office. Nice and. All of them were good. Some of them were great, but I learned a lot from each one. And Each one, this is a small net flight. Each one of us, or each one of them got to know us, right? So they knew exactly where we thrived, where we didn't, where we needed more work on and what got us to work a little bit harder and what uh, they could uh, tell uh, if we were off one day or not, right? So I definitely have had more coaches because they've held us accountable, right? They... They saw something in us to to develop us in a certain way, especially some of the opportunities I got thrown on early, right? Stuff I didn't necessarily want to do, but I knew I'd be better for it. And took that, or took having that coach to explain that, visualize in a way that I could understand at my level. So, absolutely, that's awesome.
2: And hearing it from an Emirates perspective, it's interesting that in the last three minutes you brought up. How, Give someone in their individuality, but it's about the team. How would you say it's best to balance that for a new for a new NCOs uh, to be able to do that for a young person still trying to figure out their first Air Force life out?
3: Can you kind of rephrase the question one more time? Yeah, well, because so, you mentioned you man, mentioned individuality,
2: mm-hmm. and then in the next breath, uh, it's about the team, mm-hmm. right? And I think sometimes people mistaken. Uh, how do you make it not about you? Still respect individuality, but bring someone into the team.
3: It's definitely easier for someone that's played sports, like team sports that has that locker room mindset. But for somebody that doesn't, you kind of got to get them to understand that if uh, you don't pull your own weight, right, the team's not going to succeed. But you kind of got to get somebody to buy into it. Because if they're not a people person or somebody of compassion, it's a little bit harder. It's more of a challenge to get them to actually care about other people, so it's it's gonna take a lot more digging to get to know them. But there's gonna be a certain way to a certain way that you explain why it's important, and maybe that's through trial and error. Maybe the team's got to fail a little bit, and you got to express them the importance of pulling their own weight.
1: Absolutely. Nice. Yeah. Well said. I like this, and this takes us down this conversation about failure, and there's been a lot of discussion about this recently in terms of how do we, as, as an air force, what do we mean by that? What do we, what do we mean when we say we'll accept failure? And so what I always offer is when it comes to fly fight and win, and we're talking about our mission, our mission, you know, we, we don't accept that we will fail in our mission. Now, what we, what we talk about, and I think the conversation we're having sometimes when we get into the nitty gritty of this is, um, whether individuals in their journey are going to stumble. And I think the idea that individuals in their journey are going to stumble is accurate. And I think we should expect that somebody at some point on your team to the right and left of you are probably going to stumble. The key though is that if it's this guy on my left or you on my right, that when I do stumble and when I do have that that failure Mm -hmm. you're going to grab me and you're going to carry me and you're going to carry me by my body armor. If that's what it Mm -hmm. takes. Right. And so that's when we say, you know, we will accept some failure. We mean one of two things. We mean that nobody's perfect. So we're going to, you know, we're going to stumble along the way as people, as humans got it. And that's why we're there Mm -hmm. to back each other up. The other thing is what we're probably saying in that conversation is we're in a learning mode. We're in a learning orientation. It's not game time. It's practice. Think of the difference between that. Are you gonna fail in practice for name your sport? Absolutely. Are you gonna get it wrong? Probably many times. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But that's much different than saying when it's game time, we're gonna come onto the field and be prepared to lose. That's a non-starter. So I think that's mm-hmm. the conversation we're trying to have with our with our airmen. And I saw you you were thinking about something there.
3: Oh yeah. It's thinking about, yeah, failure is just a part of part of life, a part of the process. You know, you're talking about failure, and I'm thinking about it right now too. Right, like I had a lot of failures. Right, you've had a lot of fail- failures mm-hmm. to get to where you're at mm-hmm. in your seat. And sometimes people don't see that. So you go back to that vulnerability piece of letting your airmen or your people get to know you. You gotta let them know you're human too. Absolutely. Right. So even just something as simple as my airman asking me about a CDC question or something that has to do with their job, I don't know it all. Right. But I gotta let them understand that, hey. I, let's learn this together, right? I, for, I forgot how to do this. I'm not proficient on this. Let's learn this together, right? I don't have it all figured out. And I think that's the piece, right? Like us as leaders and getting into those future roles, we got to understand. Yeah. Like, hey, we don't know it all, right? And but we, the fail, team, we fail all the, time, but the right? team.
1: But the team will. And it's that whole thing, you know, you practice with your team so that you can't get it wrong. That's how much you practice. And that's, mm-hmm. that's the kind of Air Force when we talk about fly, fight, and win that's what we're talking about there. Mm -hmm. You know, we're talking about putting in the reps ahead of time. So then when it's game time, we're going to go out there and we're, we're going to bring home the W and -hmm. we need to be able to do that. And, uh, that that's the heart of the line stuff that puts fire Mm -hmm. in my belly to, it's a responsibility that we have. It's a great responsibility, but it's, Mm -hmm. but it's also inspiring to think that that's what we're empowered to do is go get our team ready. And And also Mm -hmm. what I sense also is that,
2: uh, failure, you're willing to take a little more risk when you know leadership has your back. No. And w- one of the greatest quotes I've heard uh, was, I'm gonna give you enough rope to hang both of us with. Mm-hmm. Not just you, both of us. And I think that's powerful when a leader's willing to put themselves out there uh, for their airmen to allow some uh, some decision space uh, in a learning environment
1: yeah. to make sure folks can get sharper and really gain the confidence they need
2: when Absolutely. we do go to the high end fight.
1: And when you're in the operational environment, then there's mutual trust and that you're trained to, to a level where you can go operate and make those decisions at the lowest level. And that's exactly what we
2: want. Yep. Hey, I noticed Ermin Jance brought a coffee cup with him. So yeah, looks, you did. He looks very <laughs> official in this podcast. You do. Yeah,
0: I, I, I learned. I was like, you know what? There's a lot of other podcasts out there. You know, they, they got their special little table items. I figured, you know what? I'm bringing a little bit of home. I got one Minnesota, ten thousand yeah. lakes, coffee mug, shout out, uh, soda clothing clothing company.
1: <laughs> and that's ten thousand frozen lakes when it comes to hockey season. Oh yeah. That oh, you yeah. can get out there and go skate around on and do Yeah, your
0: that's that's the best thing about going back to minnesota in the winter some most people probably be like you're crazy but uh and me i want to go back to minnesota
1: winter time and that's a throwback so our listeners need to go back to the first podcast and catch up and then come back to episode two so you know what we're talking about so we we put that little hook in there so is that like a mid hanger instead of a hanger absolutely (laughs) right in the
2: middle it's a hook
3: yeah you gotta get you a sponsor off that
0: you're right no hashtag no free ads (laughs) but uh you know what, we, if we can go, I wanna pull on one last thread uh, and if it's okay and you're comfortable sharing, you know, some of your short-term and long-term goals uh, while you're in the Air Force and, and after the Air Force.
3: Short-term goal, big one, I think everybody in this room knows it. Uh, get accepted in the OTS, get that pilot slot.
2: No! <laughs> Short, short-term mm-hmm.
3: short-term goal, uh, long-term goal would, to, would be to get there, uh, go through HBT, get that all figured out, and, and really just have a fulfilling career and get to a point where I can retire, but I really, I really don't know if, uh, if I'm going to want to stay in or get out. I got to see what it feels like to be at that level in that mm-hmm. community. But I want to get to a point where just financially free, financially stable, and I have options, options on the outside. So maybe I can go to the airlines, open my own business, but just comfortable to where I can look back and be proud of everything I've done and know that I put and left it all on the table. And then kind of still in a place where I feel like there's more, right? So my long-term goal is really to make it so that end of this career and see what's next for me because I know there's going to be a new challenge and I want to be ready for that challenge when
1: it comes. That's awesome. One of the things that people in your position where you are you have this vision for yourself and these short and long-term goals what I say the path to success on that in the Air Force is never take the first no and you're probably going to have to stick through maybe even a second or a third no Mm -hmm. and then The other part behind that is uh, be really, really good at the job you're doing right now. That's the that's the way to get to where you're ultimately trying to get. And I think if you grow where you're planted, that grow where you're planted concept is a really powerful concept. Mm -hmm. And in your case, that's exactly what you've done. So you've just brought that excellence in everything you do. The service before self, I think, is is really evident. Uh, across the board and all these conversations we've had today mm-hmm. and that integrity and and I think you've you've got a lot of that deep down inside that integrity of, of doing the right thing and many elements of that but I, I see it radiating out of you i would yeah. I, I happen to know we we had a, a conversation um, I remember Shoemaker shared some of his goals with me and there, there is a there, you you have a role model and a driver I think that's also that you haven't hit on yet that that you're really that you're really, you have an ideal role model in mind. Can Are you comfortable sharing anything about that? Uh, sure, yeah. yeah. That role model is my father. Yep.
3: Just somebody to definitely look up to, right? Especially speaking uh, in the macro, somebody who taught me a lot inadvertently about leadership as well as directly. And somebody who taught me early on the meaning of sacrifice and doing... doing um, sacrificing it all for who you love and what you like to do. And he definitely did that for me. And when I was writing that leadership statement for my packages, no other person I could think of that would be better fit to talk about. And when I talk about just being successful where I am right now and having all these leadership principles that I know and some of the wisdom that's been imparted on me, it's definitely been through him, been through my father. Right. My mother as well taught me a lot as well. I don't want to leave her out of this because she will listen to me. <laughs> good, good man, good man. That's great. But having my, that role my, model, my, my, yeah. fo- my. Absolutely, absolutely. Because he was a manager at a hotel, very very decorated. They would win awards left and right. But it was going back to that 360 assessment of him. His bosses, his peers, his coworkers, even uh, people at the bottom. Don't like to use the word subordinates, but his teammates at the bottom, right? Mm-hmm all respected him, all wanted to work directly for him. And you know, that was really what I was trying to get after here, right? And it's a really hard task, because how can you develop and cultivate an environment where everybody wants to be a part of that team? And if you leave, people want to leave with you, right? They don't want you to go. And people just love showing up, right? Just love being there in the environment. So that was my inspiration. And I try to emulate that every day, but it's tough. I'm like, how did you do it? <laughs> right. But that's yeah, powerful, that's powerful
1: true. stuff that came up a little bit in our debrief. We talked about role models and the importance of that. And it's just a, it's just a, a great story. And I love that there's this, you've got this, this person that, that will, will drive you and will will be that source of inspiration for you to, to lead teams in a in a in a very very special way mm-hmm. so that's great and whatever it is i think for anybody out mm-hmm. there it's who, who is it and uh, or it could be multiple people for some people mm-hmm. and maybe a conglomeration of people for others but for you it's just a, a beautiful i think really and, precious and
3: song. one more thing too yeah. Yeah, he also had that leadership award named after him so in the company nhg newport hospitality group uh there's a general manager of the Year award that goes out and they actually named it after him because he was the only general manager to win it twice over, so having somebody who has a, who's a real role model, who's won a, or has a leadership award named after them, that's some tough shoes to fill. But I know what I gotta do. I gotta get after it. So
2: I think you're doing pretty well for yourself. I think pops would be very, very happy mm-hmm. and proud of you are right now.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. I think you're you're taking all the right steps, and it sounds like it sounds like you've you've hit the essence of of. That kind of selfless leadership that you're seeing—it's uh, it's inspiring stuff, it really is. And I mean,
0: with that, we're kind of wrapping up, wrapping up the show this week. Uh, I mean, do you guys have any last closing uh, remarks you guys would like to say while we have
1: uh, Airman Shoemaker on the podcast? I'm glad I'm glad you came out. Thanks for thanks for <laughs> responding to our shout out. First of all. But I think Absolutely. getting you here front and center and and less of us and more of y'all is perfect. That's exactly what we were thinking. And I think there was a lot of debrief going on here. Well, there's plenty. And again, episode one revolving around me
2: and, and Colonel Baker to have one of our youngest junior enlisted airmen. And that's the thing. A lot of folks out there understand this is a young airman uh, that's – been in the air force how long so far four years four years and already sounding this polished it's so impressive uh, testament to my small mighty town we didn't even mention <laughs> yeah a shout out to the yeah. amazing medical medical
1: group, group. Yeah. they're growing them good they're growing them good over there we, yes something in the soil we yeah. call them we call them small but mighty town over there we got that when when uh i went for the new commander's orientation over to the medical group and i heard small but mighty like a hundred times. <laughs> yep. and, Finally, I just said, well, well, clearly we're in small but mighty town, but uh, there's not a lot of small going on over there. There's, there's a lot of people punching way above their weight, and you're an exemplary airman from an exemplary organization. And I think we've seen that just on display here, all the elements of the things in our vision for this wing that we talk about all the time, the inspired airmen, which is what's what's inside that passion for doing your job and serving your team and knowing you're gonna to come to a place where you can be the best airman you can be. The unquestionably proficient, like you, you hit all of those things throughout this entire debrief that we were doing and, and talk about proficiency and being good at, dang good at your job. It's so clear that it's there. And then adaptive, like what's next? What, what's going to get thrown at me, you know, what is that leave it all on the field and mm-hmm. and be ready for the next thing. It's all, it's all in there. And so, I mean, it's inspiring for us. It's inspiring for me, Chief. I know it is for you too. And now, I, bet I it's inspiring
2: appreciate. for our airmen. We met with the FTAC class this morning, actually this afternoon, and they've all been in about six months or less. And to think that in three and a half years they could potentially be in your shoes, I think they can see themselves in other airmen uh, like you and Airman Jantz. Uh, I think that's really where I hope our folks listening uh, can see like, wow, I, that could be me too. And there's no reason, uh, just hard work
1: and commitment. Yeah, absolutely. So thanks. Um, thanks to you for coming in, airman Jantz. Thanks for being our host with this coffee cup, no, with, with, with your coffee cup in your Minnesota <laughs> land of 10,000 lakes, <laughs> frozen most of the year yep. part yep. of the year. Yeah. And, uh,
0: can I leave a close
1: Yes, please. No, right. Of course. Yeah, yes. You're our guest. I you can do whatever you want. Right. I wanted to leave. give him one. Always defer to <laughs> the <laughs> guest yeah. of honor for final comments. Yes. Yep. All yep. of the yep. next guests are going to know that it's really your show. You can do whatever you want. Yep. We didn't tell you that coming
3: in. <laughs> all right. I just want to make sure. Um, uh, there's, there's a perspective on this base that some people have. right? There's not a lot to do. Not a lot in this area. But what I found here is that this is the place of opportunity. It truly is. Um, You know, they say the world is yours. It really could be, right? You just gotta look at everything here from different lens, right? There's so much opportunity and if I wasn't at this base, I don't know if I would be in a position like this, honestly, right? That's why I gotta come from a place of gratitude, look at the external factor. And um, I wanted to say just a few few things. had Had a couple things written down that I wanna just touch. And that's make your circumstance or situation benefit you in any situation or circumstance you're in. Because you don't control what you go into, but you control how you react to it. You control what handle you're going to pull. You got to pull that smooth handle. The handle is going to empower you and make you better. But you got to do it in a righteous manner when I say benefit you. So it's got to be righteous and that will come back to get you. And, and here's the one I learned from, I got to shout him out, uh, Senior Sinclair West. If somebody's taken me under his wing since I've been here and taught me more things than I can just imagine. When I'm when I'm feeling kinda kinda high, right, like I know some stuff, I have a conversation with them. Puts me right back to where I need to be, both feet on the ground. So with that, just remain grounded and we use the word humble, but I prefer the word grounded. Right. And that's that's my favorite word. And one way I try to do that is I don't get in, too invested in the highs or the lows and i try to accept the good that comes without arrogance and just let the bad go with indifference. try to find that middle ground to stay focused and i don't want to any too too much threads but uh one thing i do here and I, it's probably clear to you guys it's i just try to add value wherever i go it's uh and it's something i learned from my father right it's why would you want to be somewhere and not do that, right? Not make it a better place. So that's something I try to do wherever I go, any situation, and understand what what that value is that you bring. But yeah, I try to try to do that. But I think think that's it. I actually had a question for each of you, but I'm not sure if we have enough time.
1: Yeah, as much you're the guest yeah, of honor. You're oh, the guest. Okay. You're, you're yeah. As okay. much time as you want.
3: Okay, because I could talk forever. So just want to make sure we stay on stay on the uh, schedule. But my question to each of you is, if you could describe yourself as one of the four elements, what would it be? Earth, fire, air, and water.
0: If you could describe yourself as one. That's a really good question.
1: Mine's know. pretty obvious. I'll let the boss. <laughs> I know which one you are. Do you want me to guess on yours while Jance is thinking about it? Please, sir. You're going to say fire, aren't you? Absolutely. I knew it. I and mean, I don't <laughs> want to be fired, but that's—I I can't run from it. That's what I am. What do you think I would say? You're gonna know which one I am too. Earth. 100%. Why you say that?
2: Because you're just like.
1: every Shoemaker said,
2: you are the epitome of being grounded. Yeah. Uh, the way you describe yourself, the way, uh, even delivering great news to the entire wing, you see it as grandstanding, and it's not because it's grandstanding, but because you think. You're going to come off as this holier-than-thou person. Uh, just amazing to watch you in action, sir, every day, and how uh, you don't want the spotlight. You rather put it on other folks like Ermin Jantz and Erma Shoemaker Here,
1: hey, I, I appreciate that, um, and I'll I'll go on him because I know you're still thinking over here, Jantz, yeah. on the on the fire piece. But what if I could if I could uh, paint this picture? What's really going to matter in this conversation after I talk about fires? What you're going to see is there's balance here. And so, uh, by fire, that chief chief is is definitely the move out and execute person. When you look at his whole career, from 82nd Airborne guy, turned defender, turned boom operator, turned sensor operator, and back to boom operator and command chief. So when you look at that, you're going to see that consistent consistent theme, and that is immensely valuable to an organization, especially when it's done in a mature way that uh, garners respect from teammates. So so when you see you got some earth and fire here that are really in collective balance and it's a great it's it's a super interesting question. I think it's kind of cool that we both answered that without we we did not plan this. There were no greenheads <laughs> for this or anything like that, but
2: we um, have to be careful though cuz we can we could probably do scorched earth. No one wants that. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Ember Jazz, what you got?
0: Uh, after pondering, <laughs> <laughs> I'm still laughing about that. Yeah. We are not doing
1: scorched earth. We're not We're doing, doing not scorched earth. Doing, and, we have a nice, streets. a nicely warmed earth.
0: My my short and sweet answer would be water because it's fluid and flexible. And whatever is thrown at me, whatever situation and life and work, I can just be fluid and flexible with it. You know, life is chaotic you know you never know what's going to be thrown at you and you just got to work through it you know work around it work through it whatever you need so short and sweet water
1: i totally Mm -hmm. see that
2: That, uh, and
1: you will not let it drown you (laughs) i'm impressed
2: absolutely Mm
1: -hmm. are you going to go do you have one saved up sure every shoemaker can i get your opinion first Ooh. hmm He's grounded. I can see, see earth. talking about <laughs> grounding. I can He's see grounded. Earth, earth or water. I can see some fire in there too, though. If I had to pick just one, I'd, I'd say fire. You'd say, do we have to pick just one? How, tell us the rules for I was for about your, to say, joke's on your... us.
0: You're Avatar The I, Last Airbender. <laughs> <laughs> You're the avatar.
3: <laughs> I think earth is all four combined. Because mm-hmm. right, I, mm-hmm. I do see some fire in myself. I do see some earth. I, or I do see some water. I do see some air all right just depends on um what the stakes are what the mood is but i think ultimately it would be earth just because i find a balance between all four elements at once
2: so it's a trick question it was right but this is totally a very tesla friendly conversation right? yeah. talking about the elements. <laughs>
3: just to get a feel for a little bit different approach to yeah, getting fun. to know
2: you right that's fun that's good and of course you dropped philosophy on us we love it
1: yeah absolutely you got your your lineup over there just just wait till till you're a command chief or a colonel one day you're going to have about a thousand pages of stuff (laughs) you're going to have to start a podcast and call it the rebrief
2: absolutely (laughs) but talk about fire for effect remember jams what you got for us uh well by the way future guests
0: now you know the bar has been set Uh, you've got to come with at least one question for the command team and myself they better bring the fire yeah Yeah. (laughs) but uh burn anything no
3: No, but keep it
1: all in balance (laughs) be the
3: earth
0: yeah but uh just to top it off again um you know we really appreciate you coming on uh scotty and uh the command team it's always a pleasure you know, having you guys on here and the wisdom and the knowledge that's just passed down, you know, and Scotty, you educating us too, you know, we're, we're yeah. all taking something away from this. And, and that's certainly what we hope our audience does too. Uh, and I think we really got down to some nitty gritty stuff here. Uh, mm-hmm. And we appreciate you coming on.
3: I'm just here to add value to the conversation. Well, you did. Yeah. Check.
1: And it was a lot of fun in the process, y'all. It was. I uh, really enjoyed it. Enjoyed the, the. I don't know how long we went for um, Airman Jans, but it felt like a, a few minutes, at least to me. Yeah. So I was having a heck of a lot of fun doing this. So thanks, yeah. y'all.
0: And I would call that a wrap That's on a wrap. episode <laughs> two right. of The Debrief. Thank you, guys. Thank you very much. Thanks. Appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks, David.